I'm one of the good boys, being Chris, on the internet one day. I'm Chris said to you, let's make a podcast, boy, come on now, what do you say? Well, what will this podcast be about? It's new with a tear in his eye. We've got stories that people tell each other from Louisiana Fire to the city of Mumbai. Oh, you mean urban legends. And the podcast was Irving Legends with Bill and Chris. You take care, y'all. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Urbane Legends, the internet podcast where you listen to urban legends and decide whether or not it was worth your time. Uh, I am the man with the world record for most barrels balanced on my head, Chris Flynn. And with me is a very special guest. It's uh, Robbie Williams' new best friend. It's Mr... Neil Herbert. Hi, Neil. How are you doing? Not great. A lot of Friday night phone calls from Robbie. Oh, dear. It's about UFOs again. Yeah, it's UFOs or he's feeling lonely. How did you you meet? Was it a a Port Vale football match or did he just pull over and accost you in the street? No, it was uh, it was online actually. I was um, oh, okay. as you know, Chris. I you know I'm, I'm one of the chance. I'm, I'm one of the no, no. It wasn't one of the chance. How dare you? Um, I'm a prominent member of the um, you know Bigfoot community. Um, yes, you are. And I was I was lambasting some idiot for they call uh, you, you know, they call you Mister Bigfoot, don't you? Big yes. Bigfoot. The biggest foot, I believe. The biggest foot. Yeah. Well, that's the one I've been trying to spread around. That's general, my username. General footsies. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, and uh, yeah. Lo and behold, who should uh, you know, um, Yeti T three five seven B? But um, was it? Yeah, but but yeah. So, so, so you know, we, we've been were people, having... pop, were people dogpiling in on him for calling himself Yeti something on a Bigfoot forum, and you kind of had to protect him very much, like in the film Bodyguard, but in a digital sense. Yeah, I mean, and he did he did sing a beautiful song like Whitney Houston. I will, I will always the, love the, you. The bullets were flying. Yeah, as the internet bullets are flying. Yes, the the, the, the Pepe the flames, the memes, the tweets. All right. So how did it how did it go from Ticks that on the to um? So it's not yeah. all. Do you want to meet up? I, I had no idea. So it's like you know, uh, all right, let's go for a pint near well, where like, Port Vale is. Like it's like it's sensible to do with anyone on the internet. Meet yeah, him, meet him yeah. in real life. No questions asked. No questions asked. Yeah, not sure it'd be it'd be fine. What yeah. could possibly go wrong? Um, well. I would say less less could go wrong for you or I than maybe people who were younger or yes of a different gender or that were attractive. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> all, all of the above. Uh, yeah, I mean, it. yeah, very much. Yeah, did putting that to myself. So yeah, don't probably don't. Uh, I mean, if anyone listening to this is of an age where that's going to be a consideration, but um, yeah, you know, if you do happen to be kind of like in you know a bit on the younger side, then uh, yeah, don't be meeting up with. Um, Robbie Williams on the or Robbie Williams probably just generally. So um, unless you're a fan, in which case you know, fine. They probably even more so don't. Yeah. Maybe, maybe <laughs> take people with you and uh... security security detail. Um, so what did you do? Like you just met him for a pint in Port Vale? Yeah. Well, no, we um, he insisted on going to the local Wimpies. Apparently, oh, okay. that's the better, but the best of the burger chains, in his opinion. So um, he then came out the next day in all the tabloids saying that uh, this was your, that, uh, yeah, this is my new best friend, Neil. Um, how did you, how did you react to that? 
Because I know you're a very we, private, man. Well, no, it's very... Not on purpose, we, just because we got, no one's we got interested pats. in what you do. We got papped, and I, I was very right. surprised to end up in the pages of the Sun, which is a bit like that. The photos were with wearing, Jerry Halliwell. And he you were wearing, he you decided were wearing, to get naked for some reason. And, and was, you were wearing you know, a kilt, unfortunately. Yeah, well, you know, I was just crossing <laughs> my legs, like a basic instinct, like anyone would. And, uh, right. So, uh, how has it, has it been I left? I didn't particularly appreciate. No, has it been left? Is he, did he kind of apologise and say, I hope... Hope my waning star isn't going to affect our. our, our I, feel, I feel, if anything, he's kind of like using the whole thing to try and get himself back in the papers. And uh, do you reckon? Do you reckon that's what it was? He's trying yeah. to write. He's trying to. He's heard about the podcast. And he's trying to ride your coattails back yeah. to the top. And now, I think, now I think he's just sort of like, uh, you know, he's going to try and. He tried to hook brush himself, me off, like like so many an aging star. He tried to hook himself to a young up and comer yeah, like yourself, young. young. I'm young starlet, starlet yeah. coming through the ranks. You know, so that's definitely, you know, within a year or two, I'll be making the big monies. Well, exactly. You know, so, podcast, that's how everyone becomes a billionaire these days, isn't it, Craig? I believe so. I isn't believe that so. how Donald Trump made his fortune? Yeah, he, yeah podcast. And, uh, Richard Branson, of course, he, uh, yeah, he did a podcast, podcast out of a phone box in the 70s. <laughs> That's how he first made his money. Out of, out of a, yeah, he was living he in a... He could ring up and then he'd do, do like a radio show for you. Yeah, living in a squat, even though his parents were really rich. Yeah. No, sorry, sorry, I mean, um, boot, boot strings? Bootstraps. Bootstraps. He pulled himself up by, as yeah. anyone could, if they had the application and sheer will. Mm. And just a, li- just a little bit of seed money. The reason you don't like objectivism, Chris, is just because you, uh, you know, just don't have the will to succeed. No, I don't. What's that? What's that book where you where you manifest stuff? The, the oh, um, I don't know what the book is, but there's um, there's a theory that um, Noel Edmonds believes in this that if you if you believe in stuff strong strongly enough, the universe universal yeah. something. Yeah, it's called the Secret. That's the name of the book. Oh, I don't know. The secret. That's actually um, what I the use. The secret is, this is absolute bullshit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the secret is, I'm, I've written this for money. Here's some advice that may be a decent one. So anyone who wants to sort of like buy a self-help book or somebody writing a book, like how to become a millionaire, the, the, the step two of this is sell a book on how to become a millionaire. It's a pyramid selling scam, effectively, that you just got that taken in on. Because if they're that rich, why are they writing books about it? Well, as you know, I basically take most of my lessons from Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter, which was the 50 Cent uh, self-help book, which, um, you know, got me into podding, uh, you know, got me got me my beautiful uh, one-bedroom flat, which I rent. Yep. You know, collection of headscarves. I live above ground now, Neil, not underground. Do you know why? Because I've been hustling smarter and harder. So that's good, isn't it? That is, that is some good hustle. There's some good really, hustle. you should be living in a sewer like a chud. That's your natural <laughs> level. To be a mole person. Absolutely. Mm. And look at you now with a record-breaking amount of barrels on your head and a yeah. sunlight. Most of the rickets have gone. Now, nice. that there's, now that there's something, not all. Not all it, take, no. it takes a while. My legs are still a bit bendy. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's never going away, is it? I was going to look, have a look over the walk of a man who's been in the saddle a bit too long. but Yeah. Yeah, the the hustling saddle. That's yes. right. The street saddle. 
those sewers, straddling the sewers, in the sewers, staring up at the stars, thinking one day I'll own them, all of the stars I'll own them. A healthy approach, I feel. Yes. I mean, well, that's how I got, but, you know, after I, um, you know, I couldn't balance, balance barrels on my head anymore. I kind of, you know, I lost my fame. I lost everything. I lost my wife. She took the kids. The kids don't want to see me. No, rightly um, so. My neck, my neck got less thick. So you know, women weren't attracted to me anymore. Yep, I started. Yeah, my spine started to decompress, so I didn't look so stocky. You know, it's a nightmare, but the book really got me through it. So, hey, at least now we call you the human jellyfish. You do call me the human jellyfish, and I appreciate that. I consider it um, a, a friendly ribbing, but um, <laughs> the look in your eyes tells me otherwise. <laughs> Horses for courses. So, Neil, I know for um, a long time uh, you've been wondering what, you know, I told you that I've got, you know, I've got that Latin writing tattooed across my chest. Yes. And I told you you it's my family motto. Yeah, what is it again? So it's uh, Semel in Anno, Fabulum, Nare de Dol, Expirative. So, no, and I mean, yeah, that's about yeah. as much of that as I could pass. So I think it's, so this is my fam, this is my family motto. And what it is, is once a year, tell a tale of a haunted doll. Yeah. And that's been Didn't on Google my, Translate recently, Chris. Absolutely not. No, yeah. it's, it's my family motto. And uh, uh, <laughs> luckily this is a podcast where nobody who can conjugate a Latin verb is going to have any business listening. So that's fine. So, um, yeah, so that my family have always believed in it all the way, you know, back in Ireland. That's that was what they always said. Uh, it was actually what got me into, gave me the idea to do this podcast in the first place. Um, so today, last year, I did Rob, we did Robert the Doll, of course, yeah. and of course in the movie, it was an Irish lady who was owning him on the suitcase who handed him over to the new people. Yeah, so there you go. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, it is good. To um, a cottage in Wales for some reason. For budgetary reasons. Um, So we're going to do this year's 2022's Haunted Doll story. No. Who's the hot new doll and hauntings this year? Because I mean, Robert the Dolls, he's a a, a tough one to follow. I'm not saying it's going to be as good. I'm not saying it's going to be as good. I feel we we peaked in uh, early early door series one. Uh, Which, um, which... Which country is this particular doll from? Is it another American? Haunting? It's from Canada. Canada. Oh, mm. oh, okay. In- instantly and... less impressed. <laughs> Sorry, Canadian chums. Well, no, it's no disrespect. I've, I've been looking for sort of. The, the, this isn't why I'm doing this, but I was looking for some uh, urban legends and myths from Canada, and what they tend to be is American style UFO ones, or. They've got a lot of stuff about lake monsters. Okay. Well, lots so, of big lakes, I guess. They've got a very lakey place, isn't it? Yeah. So it's kind of, kind of lake monsters, really. They must have their own Bigfoot or something as well. I think it's just Sasquatch again, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, so we're going to look, like I've written those down to look in in the future. So don't worry, we'll be looking at lake monsters. Oh, yes. We'll leave no stone unturned. Great wilderness. Have you looked at any lake monsters yet? I don't think so. Oh, I thought we did one. I can't remember what it was called. It clearly didn't stick in the memory. <laughs> I thought we'd done like a minor Nessie because there's loads of them out. There. No, I don't think we've ever actually recorded it. Maybe not. Maybe not. It might have just been like a potential future one that I'd done. Some but anyway, on. this is from Huff Post because I write about anything. 
Mm-hmm. And it's uh, Canada is home to one of the world's most famous haunted dolls. So this is the story, there's not much to it, of Mandy, the haunted doll. Nice. I believe that um, the song Mandy was actually about, about this doll. It was about this haunted doll. Yeah. Who was that boy? That's what I was trying to think. The Coca Cabana and that. Oh, it was not, it's not Neil Diamond, is it? Um, Barry Manilow? Yes. So, Mandy the Haunted Doll once appeared on the Mantel Williams show. And this is oh, by Major Camper. And it's from 2018. I will just say one thing before you start, Chris. Oh, you go a for lot it. Of, a lot of these dolls have quite... Please a say not- as much as you can. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm, now, in no way am I trying to spin out time. We get to at least 40 minutes. But in no way... Um, sorry, no... These dolls tend to have quite innocuous names, don't they? Yeah, um, but they're named, they're named by people, aren't they? Yeah, I suppose. I don't know why I'm expecting to have spooky names. Robert, yeah. Annabelle, Mandy, yeah. even Chucky. It's kind of so a bit I've, more boisterous. I've but... put a link there to you in the chat so you can have a quick look at the haunted doll. I mean... See its face. I want. See, the thing is, they always look really innocuous as well. This one looks slightly less innocuous because of... Okay, that's good. Because normally they look really kind of, kind of cute when you see them all, just like probably a bit old-fashioned or whatever. But then you see the film versions and they always look genuinely like, why would any yeah. child play with this? It's ridiculous. There's one, I don't there's, want to do that. I was looking at Haunted Dolls things and there's one called the Haunted Gang and there's eight Haunted Dolls, but um, there's not a lot about them apart from they're haunted. There's not much of a story there, which is a shame because that would be quite good. Well, they should combine like the movie Puppet Master. Mm-hmm. Especially if there's like a Nazi involved or, um, in Avengers Endgame. But with haunted dolls instead of haunted dolls, heroes. yeah. Right. And instead of instead of Thanos, you've got the Bigfoot. <laughs> yes. They just <laughs> keep you know, just keep trailing him. There are a lot so yeah, this is the thing, isn't it? There's like an eBay subculture where you can make quite a lot of money by grifting people and saying that you've got you've got a haunted doll and selling it to them. It's definitely, yeah, or or you it's can get them to come and visit your museum or you know, no, there's people actually kind of sell them online and go, oh, this stall's really haunted. Oh, really? And then we all know it's kind of, oh, you put it in the other chat, I think. Um, let's have a look. Oh, yeah, okay. That's what well, I've just got a close up of an eye at the moment. That is quite. Um, Maybe if you scroll down. I mean, they've dressed it kind of weird and it's got a little rat or something. It's, oh, it's a lamb, isn't it? A lamb. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, it's kind of quite. Um, it's it's smashed up, yeah, yeah. It's aging and that. So there are a lot of weird eBay subcultures, but by far one of the most fascinating is the haunted doll industry. Everyday buyers and sellers online. Offer well, hang on a second, there, Chris. One of the most fascinating eBay subcultures. Mm. That's a claim. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't really go on eBay much. Do you? No, I haven't been on there for years. I, I, do, I do have an eBay account, but uh, yeah. yeah, I might start grifting on there now that. Um, now that the like now that capitalism's falling apart. Well, it used to it used to be like you could sell just so much shite on there, but the problem is now you used to get good bargains or at mm. least reasonable bargains, but fucking people would just pay up to like RRP for secondhand stuff. Yeah. Well, electronics because of the issues around. Oh yeah, no, I'm not talking about shortage stuff. Like generally, for me, it'll be like a guitar pedal or sort of something like that. Or... But I'd rather go on reverb these days, get much more meaningful. And I just so, feel like there's too many suckers out there who'll pay above the 
well, not RRP, but they'll pay like near to like near to what you would get. You would buy it new for, like mm. if you know and if any clue like where to look, it's not that hard. Yeah, but that's. I mean, that's true of anything, isn't but fair it? Fair enough. You know, sellers want to get the most they can out of it. So yeah. So everyday buyers and sellers online uh, offer proof of hauntings, heartfelt accounts of otherworldly activities, and sincere hope to pay for a paranormal experience via online auction. Haunted dolls may have come more into focus in 2014 when the horror movie with the horror movie Annabelle about the supposedly real-life story of a doll who was possessed by a demonic spirit. The movie was a spin-off of the previous year's The Conjuring. Oh, it's those guys again. Yeah, it's that the they've Warrens. just done... Oh no. Oh yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure they've well they definitely investigated Annabelle. Um supposedly real life story. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, um a brief intro featuring the doll as a way to set up the movie's demon hunter characters was scary enough to warrant its own feature and the freaky doll story was successful enough that it spawned a sequel annabelle colon creation and the production values were low enough that we were able to make profit <laughs> off of the it was successful, just you know it's just i assume it's just somewhere where like teenagers go to make out or whatever it's you know I can't imagine anyone buying, like thinking, "Oh, there's, no, a, there's, a, there's, there's a, new... a market for any kind of film, really." Like it's just, it's just getting the budget in right, isn't it? Well, exactly. Yeah, you know, if you can, uh, if you can get the. Well, I think this is the thing as well. It's like, yeah, if your if your most expensive prop is a, you know, a, doll. a little doll puppet well, with a bit of string on it. Yeah. Um, or unless they're doing something like in the film, the producers. <laughs> trying uh, to make something so equally bad. possible. Well, it's like because I actually kind of quite liked the. Um, the Blair Witch Project. Mm. I thought it was quite clever, but um, yeah. I mean, Paranormal Activity, fucking hell, what a highly of old shite. But it, it was clever. You know, they made, made an absolute fortune off of that. Neil, but did you know that Canada is home to one of the world's other most famous haunted dolls? Mandy has lived in the uh, Questnell Museum, a small spot in the town of Questnell, British Columbia, since 1991. I did not know that, Chris, no. And I will shortly forget it after this conversation, I suspect. Oh, oh, she's quite popular. Elizabeth Hunter, the museum and heritage manager for the city of Quiznell, told HuffPost Canada in a phone interview. I think a portion of our visitors come specifically to see her. So I'm going to have to have a look at this. So this is in a museum. So, right, the Quiznell Museum. So I've got to look this up. So we've got a. So, what other kind of treasures do they have? I don't know. Now. So it immediately looks like a mid-range carpet sales facility. <laughs> it's Maybe kind of it it's kind of out the middle of um, Come and for the dolls, stay for the bargains. Yeah, it's kind of like got those big open windows, and so it's a museum and visitor centre. Let's have a look. Oh, they've got rare Chinese artifacts. Well, there you go. Used during the gold rush. What? Well, the gold. There was a lot of Chinese people. Well, no, no, but they wouldn't. Why would they have bought artifacts? I mean. Uh, well, because they were because it was a pretty tumultuous time in China. So when people were leaving, they would have taken their valuables with them. It bought during the um, gold or carried it anyway. Yeah, fair enough. Just the, 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 the word of... used threw me a little bit, but fair enough. Yeah. To ephemera that will evoke childhood memories. So they've just got a load of like Transformers or something. <laughs> Playmobil, Lego, because it's Lego, not Legos. Um, 
So the museum has had visitors from all over the world, she said, including groups of psychics and once even a film crew from Japan. Mandy was discovered in 1991 by a young woman in the area, Hunter said. Duan had recently had a baby and found the doll while cleaning out her grandmother's house. According to the museum's website, while the doll was in the woman's house, she would frequently wake up in the middle of the night and hear a baby crying from the basement. Well, she should have kept her baby in the basement then. (laughs) She decided that she didn't want her young daughter playing with this cracked and scary-looking doll, as Hunter put it, so she donated the doll to, to the museum. But it did keep one connection with the woman's family. It took on her daughter's name, Marianda or Mandy for short. I mean, so, so she was discovered by a young woman in the area mm. who'd recently had a baby, and you thought, oh, here's a lovely piece of shit. I'll get that for my kid to play with. And it's only when it starts giving you a haunting, which is what you should expect looking at this thing, that you suddenly decide, oh, you know, I thought it would be fine for my kid to play with this scabby rain kind of doll, but then when it started bleeding it's tears... It's weird, though. Like, my cousin Katie, who you know... She, uh, yeah. when she was young, she had like she got a doll from a car boot because she just really wanted it, right? Yeah, and um, <laughs> it had one of its eyes kind of put in, so it had like a really weird, like, so look, so yeah. weird, so the doll was called Zombina because <laughs> of the eyes, but <laughs> she used to really like it, so you know, kids are weird, aren't they? <laughs> no, I get, I get like a kid forming an attachment to something or being like, oh, I want that, and it's like, no, you don't, it's kind of like. Don't you know. tell kids what to want. No, I'm no, I'm saying if the kids done it, I'm saying the, the 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 mother decided to have it for the kid. Do you know if the kid likes it, then yeah, I get that. Like a kid forming an attachment to something that maybe looks. Yeah, if a kid picks it out, but rather yeah, than sort of, I won't want that. It's well, don't you want a, a new one? It's like no, no, I like that. That I get. Do you know what I mean? But then yeah. her thing anyway. Whatever. It doesn't matter to say it's a fucking haunted doll story. Well, it doesn't quite matter. I'm, I'm just trying to get. I'm trying to get get where your head's at, man. Uh... But yeah, because it just, I mean, the thing is as well, it just does look really like, again, it's like, it was just one eye. It's like, yeah, it's got like flaps of its skin missing and just yeah, I mean, all over its face. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't. I mean, the lamb's well preserved. Yeah, the lamb's, I assume the lamb must be. I mean, I mean almost like somebody bought a doe and just decided to like smash it up a bit to give credence to a lying story about hauntings. So um, apparently the doll was made in Germany. Between 1990 and 1920. They so often are, aren't they? Well, same as um, same Robert as Robbie. Yeah. Teddy, as... teddy bears and haunted dolls, they seem to be. So, um, so when the owner went to look, there would be no child. Okay, so I'm, I'm jumping on to um, the ghosthuntuk.com here. So, That's fine. I, I just like I just like the, the quote from uh, one of the museum staff. Children fre- frequently visit the museum on school trips. Hunter said, "The kids will know about, and we often have terrified young children." That's always a good aim, isn't it? For museum, always a good aim for museum. Yeah, I mean, what you want to do is scare people off from museums because they're doing so well financially. So here's an here's another sort of um, an embellishment, I would say, of the origin story. So um, the owner said that she would hear the sound of a little girl crying coming from the basement most nights. And when she went to look, there would be no child, just an open window and Mandy staring right at her. So it did not take long for Mandy to go native to the museum. 
where she did stop crying, but after a while, strange things started uh, happening to the staff. Lunches began disappearing from the fridges. Good grift. That's the haunted doll. Yeah. Um, And they were were found somewhere else. Artifacts Museum would vanish from the display cabinets, end up in a different one, beneath the previously locked glass. Oh, Mandy's a little tinker, isn't she? Yeah, and perhaps the most disturbing of all was the footsteps. Staff would only hear these ghostly footsteps when they were alone. They would begin to slow in distance, but they would speed up and sound like they were coming towards you. The faster I ran, the faster she would chase me, said um, an unnamed member of staff, possibly. Or maybe it's just made up. Would you not, like, just get an exorcism at this point? So this is the paradox of the haunted doll in the museum, isn't it? Because you're not well, going to put it in the museum if it's not haunted. It's bringing in the punters, isn't it? Exactly. So you're not, you know, you're not just going to have some crappy old doll because nobody wants that. But if you know, so you got, you got to put up with this. It's it's the people on minimum wage having to deal with this stuff. I feel sorry yeah. for Chris. Zero hours contracts, minimum wage, and then they've got to put up with hauntings as well. So Mandy uh, sits in her own locked glass case with a little stuffed lamb on her lap. There are lots of stories of the lamb somehow turning up on the floor outside the case. Um, Hunter said, although she had never seen that happen, there's also <laughs> there's also frequent. There's lots of stories about it. Lots of stories, so many. Real, real water cooler talk. Um, there are also frequent reports of the doll's eyes following visitors around the room. Hunter added, but she doesn't buy it. She attributes the effects to Mandy's glass eyes. I mean, you've often you've often said that about me because I've got two glass eyes, as we as we yeah. know, um, and I tend to sort of recognise people through sonar. But you've said that my like, eyes very much like Daredevil, aren't you? Very much like Daredevil, yeah. But of all the crime fighting and heroics, yeah, and um, without you know the law degree or um, sort of care for a particular area, yeah, very much um, not a community focused person. Um, so once a young girl fainted in front of Mandy's case, she was kept overnight at the emergency room before being let out. Seems a bit too much. Um, she was sure it was a case of the kid freaking herself out. I think it was an extreme drop in blood pressure, Hunter says. Mm-hmm. So, Neil, there was one story, though, that Hunter can't explain away. Well, God, Hunter sounds gotcha. like it. Sounds a bit sceptical to me. So if, if if Hunter doesn't be able to explain this one, I, I can't think what kind of terrifying phenomena must have been witnessed. So she heard she had heard reports of one of the curatorial assistants who worked at the museum long before her, um, and when Mandy had first arrived. One of their common processes involves photographing the museum's archive, and when this assistant tried to take the photo of Mandy, there was reportedly a disturbance something falling off a shelf. <gasps> the assistant apparently fled in fear. Fucking hell. There's not a lot of highly strong people working in a museum game, isn't there? Well, I mean, this is the way, this is the way it goes, isn't it? You and know, when she came back, she could life. tell something sinister had happened. Things were upside down, everything in disarray, even though no one else was in the room. Ooh. And everything was covered in blood, and it was, uh, <laughs> and it was haunted. There was, vortex, there, was, there was a big flaming vortex in the corner. I mean, those kind of like horror movies where you go through a portal into hell would be a lot less interesting. It was just like, oh, a few things fell off some shelves. So Hunter assumed the story had been exaggerated until the former assistant came back to visit the museum last year. 
I thought it was something they'd done to try and hype up the story of the haunted doll, she said. But when she came back, she was genuinely scared. She would not go near where the doll was. Ooh. <laughs> so Mandy reached her peak of popularity in the late 1990s when the doll, the former curator and the donor were invited to appear on the Montel Williams show. The psychic Sylvia Brown read Mandy's energy, Hunter said, and apparently determined that the doll had originally belonged to twins with polio. Hmm. Mm, oh, very spooky. <laughs> like like the little ones out of The Shining. I don't know if they're polio or not. Um, Sylvia Brown. Oh, I imagine she's... I'm just going to have a, do a quick Google of Sylvia Brown, see, see what... Yeah, so according to Sylvia Brown, the mother's grief implanted into the doll after the twins had died. None of the museum staff are true believers, Hunter said, but we try and be open-minded. A lot well, of people... Oops, oh, sorry, go on, A lot of people have strong reactions to her, she added. It's been about 10 years since there are any significant disturbances attributed to Mandy, but you never know what might happen. When well, things go wrong at the museum, we'll say, oh, that's maybe Mandy. <laughs> oh, about that, that's some hilarious sort of uh, coffee talk. It's like, yeah. Oh, did you slip over? Oh, bet that'll be Mandy. Oh, I've got an STD. Oh, oh I've been embezzling funds for the last five years. <laughs> oh, that's probably Mandy. Mandy. <laughs> well, we'll just say about... Um, I've been pushed out the back door for some incidents <laughs> recently with a local local uh, tour group. That'll be Mandy. Mandy. Um, so, Celebrity Socket. So, actually, if you click on the Sylvia Brown link at Huff Pro, it just, mm. you know, it just links to... Sylvia Brown, dead psychic's legacy riddled with foul predictions, fraud. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe not the uh, most believable no. of. Um, but she was on Monta Williams. What are you talking about? Yeah, she's on Monta Williams. I mean, that she's got to be on the up and up. So, I, mean, I imagine you know, if Montel found out that she was a fraud, he'd be just a difficult. He probably killed her. That could be. Well, I'm going to say he definitely did. I'm putting that out there now. Fair enough. Shocking revelations. And then that's... Monta uh, Williams in Vendetta Killing of... A fake psychic, fake who, psychic. Lied, who lied about Doll. Who lies about Doll and polio twins. Felt was felt he was made a fool of. Um, so, I'm going to do a little bit more here from the theparanormalguides.com. Just got, I'm just going to get my head around that. So what she said is that it belonged to twins with polio yeah. and the mother's grief implanted into the doll. After, so they die of yeah. polio and then the mother's Ooh. grief haunts the doll. Best way of getting over grief, you implant it into an animal object. That's what I do. Yeah, and then it, then, it will t- and then it will sort of disseminate that grief by knocking over books and scaring museum workers. Yeah, or just physically expel the grief slowly over time. Yeah. It's simple. It's like a battery charger down. So... um. Let's have a look through this. So, a strange doll. The curator of the Quisland District Museum, British Columbia, Canada, was sitting at a desk when antique doll was plonked down in front of her. Being donated to the museum was a 90-plus-year-old doll. The donor stating that it was getting old, fragile, and she did not want her young daughter playing with it and further damaging it. The doll named Mandy had belonged to the woman's grandmother, but rather than being sad to be parted with it, the woman, uh, with what should have been a treasured possession, the woman seemed anxious to get rid of it. The curator took hold of the doll and immediately felt uneasy. 
She talked up the feeling to the fact the door had an incredibly creepy look to it. So just so, so you know what it looks like, it's got like loads of cracks around its face. Yeah. Loads of cracks. Um, uh, so its clothing was quite old and faded. The soft stuff parts of its body were ripped in places, but most creepy of all was a doll's face. It was realistically painted and had glass eyes, but the forehead over the doll's right eye was cracked, causing the eye to protrude slightly, like it was intensely peering at some liquors. So she was taken into the museum's workroom to undergo some maintenance before she could be placed on display. The doll was enclosed in a plastic bag to test whether bugs had infested it. Any bugs, insects leaving the doll would be caught by the bag, thus letting the museum staff know of infestation. That's good, isn't it, Neil? However, Mm. the realistic-looking scarred doll being placed in a plastic bag added to the uneasiness the museum staff felt when they looked at it. Those working in the same room as the doll swore they heard the bag rustle as if the doll had moved inside. And it was not insects causing the movement either. The doll would change positions. Ooh. It is scary. I was just looking up TripAdvisor reviews, and none of them actually mentioned, so I think this museum is a bit on the up and up. It's gotten good reviews, and none of them mentioned the the haunted doll. Certainly no Robert the Doll situation. No. So after the initial analysis of the doll was complete, it was time to photograph it and process all artefacts at the museum undergo for their record books. Mandy was photographed, then left in the lab overnight. The next morning, when staff re-emerged in the lab, they found things had been messed up overnight. Smaller objects had been thrown around the room. That would be Mandy. Larger, heavier objects had just been pushed over on the spot. So um, that's slightly in contradiction to it being one person going in and seeing it. Although that, that maybe it was just one person was terrified. Maybe everyone else was like, well, it's clearly a haunted doll. Non plus. Yeah, whatever. Oh, good. Oh, well, that's handy. You know, this is my first radio. Yeah, this is a um, haunted doll. That should actually uh, increase visitors by uh, 1.5%. So it's yeah. pretty good. It's worth it's worth picking up a few books from time to yeah, time. Yeah, picking up a few pens. Look, you know, this a few glasses get broken. This yeah, doll's paying your wages. Cost to benefit on <laughs> the business case. It all works out. So this would happen any time Mandy was left in a room by herself overnight. The curator likened the mess to what would happen if a child had thrown a tantrum in the room. Mm. Oh, or, or a, a wacky person working at the museum with a hilarious sense of humour decided to... Yeah, just someone on minimum wage yes. right, or as part-timer on a Saturday. That would be Mandy. <laughs> I got, got fired for smoking a joint in the parking lot. That be Mandy. <laughs> So, when Mandy was finally placed on display within the museum itself, she was one of the first things visitors would see as they passed the entryway. They would mostly feel uneasy when looking at the doll. There seemed to be something incredibly wrong with it. <laughs> it's just a bit smashed up. Uh, time judgmental about this thing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's all about looks. It's so unique. It's the unique like parts of us that are the most beautiful. At times, photographs taken of the doll would not turn out. They would be blurred or have strange light anomalies in front of them, very Robert-esque. It got to the point that the uneasiness felt by the visitors had staff placing Mandy further back in the museum in her own glass display case. Eventually, a psychic inquired as to whether they could hold the doll to see what they could pick up on. Upon reading the doll, 
The psychic felt that it had suffered much abuse. It's taking a turn. But it was not the doll who was suffering, but rather the spirit that inhabits it. Oh, it's probably the spirit of a mother who had two kids of polio who died, Joe, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. What developed from this is an origin story as to the spirit inhabiting the doll. This cannot be proved now, I should warn you. Okay, well, I mean, parapsychology is still, a, you know, it's still an evolving science. It's still evolving a young science. science. You know, I, still think, I still think it's... Still further. working our way through the fundamentals. I still think it's further along than um, psychiatry. Um, so... This cannot be proved and may just be legend slash folklore, but it was believed that the doll was found in the cellar of an old farmhouse. Okay. Completely I mean, contradicting. No the... problem so far. Of an... <laughs> I mean, I thought it was yeah belonging to somebody, one their grandmother, and then somewhere else it was found in like a car boot sale or whatever, but okay. So... Well, let's have a listen to the story because it all might tie up. We don't yeah, know. Might, yeah. But... You know, I've got. Let's just say I've got. A, I've got. A, I've got a keen eye on on what's what's being said here. So, a man was walking past the farmhouse when he thought he heard some crying coming from within. The odd thing about this child's cry was that the passers-by knew the farmhouse had been empty, abandoned, so that no child should have been present. I might have been. Might have gone to play in there though. Uh, told not to. So don't go down the well, farmhouse, just, Johnny. Oh, Johnny, fruit. don't listen, does he? Forbidden fruit, isn't it? Straight down there after school. He walked up the drive and knocked on the door. Shh. No answer. Okay, thanks for acting that out for me. I'm enjoying this. The crying continued, so he had a look around. He entered the empty farmhouse and discovered the crying came from below his feet. Not knowing how to access the building cellar from the inside, he went back outside to find the external entrance. As he opened the storm doors... Light illuminated the room and he made a shocking discovery. I'm just going to say, you know, if you want to have a cover story for a burglary, this isn't the worst one. Well, I mean, it's not just a burglary. Um, the body of a young girl, long dead, lay on the floor, a doll held in her arms. Ooh. Well, well, well. Yeah. I bet you wish you hadn't jumped in then and that was all kind of came through as one sentence. Not really, not too, not too bothered. Um, Mind you, how do we know he didn't kill her? Well, that's what I'm saying. So you're saying burglary, and I'm like, uh, keep your powder dry, mate. We've got a child killer here. So it's not known why the girl was in the cellar in the first place, whether it was by accident or as some sort of form of crime slash punishment. Regardless, it's believed that when she died, her spirit decided to inhabit the doll. That's natural, isn't it? A horrible story, and no doubt a story you may not believe. However... There is a link in some aspects of the doll's origin and the woman who had donated it to the museum. When the strange events surrounding the doll had started to take place at the museum, the curator decided to visit the doll's previous owner. It was here that she learned the truth. The owner had not donated the doll for fear of her daughter breaking it. If that was the sole reason, then she would have just placed the doll in a box and out of reach. (laughs) Mm. All right, Columbo. (laughs) <laughs> no, the real reason was that uh, when the door was in her house, a woman could hear some crying, yada, yada. Um, Still put it <clears> in the box <throat> and shove it in the bin. Yeah, just tuck it away. Yeah. So when it became when it happened more frequently, she decided to get rid of it. So there you go, Neil. That's pretty much it, to be honest. I mean... I, it's no I, Robert. 
It's not rub at the dial. I mean, I'm just wondering, could you make other uses of this? Like maybe use it as an alarm clock or something? Yeah, alarm clock. You could like, you know, I'll tell you what, you can do all your crying and stuff, but maybe sort of like six o'clock in the morning when I've got to get up. How about that? Yeah, or use it as some kind of um, security system. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, as we've said. Scare off, yeah, burgers. As we've said, um, you know. Well, it sounds like it enticed them in, if anything. if If we want to continue with continuous growth, we need to start utilizing the spirit world. Yeah. We've, said that. We've said that many a time on this podcast. Yeah, well, it's, it's just a free source of energy. You can't, free source you know, of energy. Can't um, turn your nose up at that. <laughs> I'll tell you what, <laughs> there's certainly no legislation including them and the workers' rights. So, no. you know, everyone's like ploughing all this money into AI when we've got a perfectly, perfectly... Uh, source of service. perpetual motion, perfectly. the paranormal... <laughs> serviceable uh, source of labour in the paranormal. So good for the environment. Ghosts don't uh, use electricity as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Well, worried it. about the cost of fuel. How about if your wheels were kept turning by the screams of the damned? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No problem there, is there? So, um, Neil, what you, what you thinking about this dog? It's pretty thin. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a... It's one of the less impressive ones we've done <laughs> saying something. Um, I mean, I don't know, there's a bit there, I guess, isn't there? There's, so there's, um, you know, it's a real, it's, it's in a museum, which is good. I don't, it's, it's interesting to me that the doll, right? And there's something, yeah. I think there's something about, because the dolls are meant to look like children, but they're all like, it's got all mashed up face, then I think that's just kind of horrible to look at. So then people attribute. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Maybe it's yeah. It's like the unc- it's the uncanny valley shit, isn't it? Again, basically. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think there's all something sort. Of, and you get like slightly older ones as well. They're a bit more, possibly a bit more lifelike. I guess I don't know. So that makes it a bit more uncanny. Um, <clears throat> yeah, there's not. I mean, and also if they're old, then you know that at some point it's been played by a child, and that the child died of polio. Probably, yeah. probably, well, not necessarily polio, just old age. Yeah. So it's been played by someone who's dead now. So that's, um, you know... No, it gives Higher you percent, percent yeah. chance of some haunting. Yeah. yeah, and also kind of then you've got to think about your own mortality. When you do that, then you start thinking, is the doll going to... Like, what's going to kill me? Is it going to be the doll? Probably. Will, will I end up inhabiting start the doll? spiralling. Next thing you know, you're living under the bridge with Anthony Kiedis and um, joining a, pop, a rock funk band. That could be worse. Could be worse. That's why I keep buying haunted dolls off of eBay. Yeah. <laughs> One of the next Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, again, I kind of come to what's what's in it for the haunted doll. But I guess who can who can possibly understand I, the... Uh, the minds. The, the, the moors of the... Yeah. I don't... I'm, you see, you're coming at this from your typical neoconservative angle what's in it what's in it for the doll the doll's just i mean if it's a if it's a distressed spirit i'm not sure it's there's anything in it for it it's just that it's you know uh in a sort of a perpetual state of distress fair enough you know what's it, what's, what's in it for the butterfly neil a uh, lovely Pro- nectar and procreation yeah yeah maybe the dolls maybe that's it maybe the doll maybe the Dolls trying to um, get some attention because it wants to procreate. 
Wonder what happened if you put it and Robert in uh, in the same same cage. <laughs> well, there's only one way to find out. I think yeah. you email the museum shortly and find out if they're up for a transfer. Yeah, I will. Yeah, we'll, we'll offer to buy both of them. We'll start a GoFundMe and we'll get them um, get them in London Zoo. Yeah, see if they see which breeds first. Then all the pandas. What do you reckon? I'm going to money's on the dolls, probably. Yeah, <laughs> I reckon it's quite. Hard. And if, our, if some of, if some of that GoFundMe money happens to go missing, then you know. We're not accountants. And if some of that charity money... Uh, I can't, can't you know, count for that, every penny. If some of that charity money ends up, say, £60,000 or so on a uh, 12-foot-high portrait of me in cricket gear, like it did with Donald Trump, then, you know, that's actually, you know, they think I'd consider that an investment for the charity because it'll bring in more money when they see uh, how... Um, God-like I am or something, I don't know. Small thinkers, Chris. They've not they've got the vision. Got to spend money to make money. Exactly. So, Neil, should we go through our scoring system? I think we all, yeah. Lovely stuff. Spookiness first, isn't it? It is spookiness, well remembered. Go on, then. Shall I go on? Okay. Um, tell me it. Tell me it. it. It's not that spooky, really. I don't know, Haunted Dolls is only so... It, I mean, yeah, it would... I'll give it a bit because it could be. I mean, on a, on a phrase, it's kind of like it's below La Pascalita or Robert for me. It's um, it's sort of moving stuff around. It did terrify that one woman who worked at the museum, possibly for yeah. some reason. Um, but it's just kind of like I mean, all it seems to have done is to have moved a few like bits and pieces around on the night that it stayed there, and they haven't done anything in ten years. So yeah, the the kind of like the child killing and all the other bits and pieces, though I guess it's just you know, made up. Isn't it? Yeah, well, that's probably just made up after the fact anyway. Isn't it? But, <laughs> Sorry, uh, I mean I'm open minded. <laughs> yeah, so I'll go. I'll I'm going to give it. Um, yeah, it's not that. I don't know. Haunted dolls aren't that spooky to me intrinsically. I don't think I'll give it a four though. You got all those other elements in, I guess. Yeah. So I think it's more spooky than that, and it's not necessarily the story per se, or me. But I wouldn't – it's quite horrible looking, and it is quite spooky looking. I wouldn't want to sleep in the same room with it, kind of looking at me. You wouldn't wake up in the night and see it. Do you know what I mean? I think I, it's got that Yeah, there is that, actually. Thing. It's one of the – because most of these haunted dolls, they don't look particularly terrifying. You know, again, we've complained about the movie version of making them look more – Yeah. This one actually does look creepy. Are you going to change your score? No, no, no. Okay, still four for now. Um, so I think it's quite creepy looking. Um, I, don't, I wouldn't really want it. I wouldn't really want it in my house, to be I honest. Want it in your house, but I wouldn't want a, like a rat-infested tire in my house either. It's, it would, would scare me. Yeah, but I wouldn't want a rat-infested tire in my house because rats have disease rather than me being scared of rats. Whereas this just kind of would set me on edge in a kind of ethereal way, you know, sort of like, oh, why does it? set me on edge well it kind of does um so yeah i think it's i think it i think i think it is quite a spooky thing and um you know if it has got kind of glass eyes they kind of seem to follow you around the room you can logic it out go, yeah that's just glass eyes you know that's what they do but it's still i don't know like i feel like you'd have that thing where you feel like something's watching you (laughs) So um I think it's I think it's a seven for me, Neil. Uh, so Neil, um believability. 
Um, I think uh, so. <clears throat> Again, so it's real. So it's actually a physical thing that's there. So that always ups the believability for us. <laughs> yeah. Um, the story of like finding it from the grandmothers and stuff. Yeah, that's fine. Um, the crying stuff. So I believe that the woman could think that she heard crying and that kind of thing, but she had recently had a kid and was probably pretty fucking sleep deprived. And I and I think it could be slightly um, almost like sleep paralysis or kind of when you wake up, but because she's been hearing crying all the time, so she kind of worked. So I believe that she believes that. That's not. I don't think that's made up. Um, do I think the dolls actually haunted? No, but. All of the others, bits and bobs, are fine. So I'm giving it a seven for believability now. Okay, you're a bit higher than me then, I think. Because, um, so, I think, cause, you know, do I believe it's a haunted doll? Or, or how believable are the claims of it being a haunted doll? Otherwise, it's not really anything there. Or the belief of the claims is kind of well, where I Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I'm kind of not sure who this... Well, there seem to be three different origin stories, so I don't quite know how I can trust the, the kind of like... It's just two, no. Well, there was no. There was the the murdered child. There yeah, was that's the, one. There was the. Um, There's just the woman who brought it in. Oh, okay. Because I, I thought there was one where it was carried down from a grandmother to the mother to the child, and then another one where they found it in the grandmother's house. So oh, well, they found it at the grandmother's house. Okay, yeah. so, fair enough. Um, and the kid wanted to play with it, or oh, she decided to hand it down. Okay, so two. Um, so I'm not actually sure which one I'm supposed to be believing there. Um, the well, I would, the well, museum I'm, staff kind of okay. So the museum staff they seem to. have they're sort of embellishing it, but, but at the same time, they're kind of retreating away from it and saying, well, we don't believe in any of it, but mm. you never know. Yeah. And they're kind of, you know, and they're kind of obviously... Well. So it's kind of a bit down the middle for me. So the, there are, there's a, there's a few bits and pieces, but um, so I'll give it a five. I'll go down the middle. Five. Okay. So Reach, Neil? Um, haven't heard of it. There's no surprise. Never heard any of these things. I don't know. We didn't get into whether it had been in, like they've made films yeah, out of it just, or it's been on Supernatural yeah. or any of that jazz. So let me have a quick... Do a quick squares. So there is um, a film from 2018, Mandy, The Haunted Doll. Oh, it's been on Montel in the 90s, so obviously that probably upped its profile. Um, and, you know, haunted dolls are all the rage these days. Um, it's probably got reasonable reach in a big market in America, Um and Montel Williams probably would have gone out a bit further. I think he was syndicated around various countries. I don't know if this will, this will help you, but um, the audience score from Rotten Tomatoes for the film was 5%. So, Oh, nice. Yeah, I assume that's out of five. Although that, that wouldn't be a percent. That's not how that's not <laughs> I expect. <my> <laughs> so 5%, so, so not, not a... Yeah. Hasn't won the audience over, let's put it that way. No, and you, and you pretty much know you're going to be watching something ironically there, I would have thought. Um, yeah, I don't... Um, I was my train there, but yeah, it's probably not huge reach here. It's not been around for ages. I mean, but it did go on Monta Williams sort of like, again, it's going to be another five for me, I think. Cause, five. You know. Yeah. Um, so, it's known within the uh, haunted doll world... That's one of the most haunted dolls, but I'm not sure how broad that church is. Um, it has had a, a a film which I believe was um, warmly received by the public. Yeah. Um, 
But there doesn't seem to be lots of stuff about it. I mean, the museum doesn't advertise it as kind of a centrepiece like the one in. No, they seem to be a lot bigger. They just seem to have lots and lots of artifacts. So it's probably a little bit of fun for them to have something. Yeah, so um, I don't know how well it's known outside of Canada, really. So, um, and again, it's not that, you know, they've had it since 91, so it's not ages. So I'm going to give it a three, I think. So narrative premise. Um, Haunted Doll, you know, it's... um, it's its own very pop, highly popular subgenre these days. Um, Sadly, um, but uh, not a lot. There's not a lot there, really. It was found in the grand's basement, and it was a bit smashed up and that because it's old. Um, and then someone heard crying and that. Although I think that was probably to do with the stresses of having a young child. Um, and it doesn't really do much. It maybe knocked over some pens. Maybe, but um, there's not a lot there. It hasn't. It seem. It doesn't seem particularly malicious or anything. Um, so, I mean, I'm afraid I'm going to have to give it a three now. Yeah, it's going to be a low one for me as well because I think from from a narrative perspective, uh, haunted dolls. There's much better versions elsewhere, um, with much more interesting backstory and things like this. There's just there's not. You, I mean, you've got one backstory bit or, or alternative backstory, which is almost certainly embellishment about a dead child, but even then it's just like, bloke was wandering around and he decided to look in the storm drain and there was a dead kid inside. It's like something a yeah, kid would make up on a campfire. It's like, oh, nice try, Jimmy, but, you know, maybe maybe get your narrative connected to a bit more. Yeah, don't come here again. Yeah. Creative writing's, writing's not for you, is it? Yeah. Um, you should be a mechanic. Telling. Yeah. All about working with your hands. <laughs> oh god, There's certain certain storytellers in Hollywood—they should have told them that, given that advice. Um, I think fruit picking is more your speed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fruit picking is more your speed, Mister Brookemeyer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure, the world needs more of your curious. <laughs> Maybe that's, maybe that's more your alley. Yeah, the you know, Getting enough parcels to people within the hour. I mean, that's more your speed. And and, and no no uh, disrespect to anyone who does do that job. I imagine that's fucking no, not class. at all. Um, good luck to you. Um, not at all. Um, yeah, no. I imagine. Man. I imagine that ninety nine point nine percent of people who are couriers would be better film writers than Jerry Bruckheimer. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's yeah the, the evidence is all there. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, yeah, no, there's, there's there's very little here, isn't there? It's, it's thin roll. So um, yeah, I think a three is probably about right. So that gives us an annoyingly middle total of forty little points. Well, that feels a bit high, but uh, fair enough. Well, the spookiness I thought was quite high, and the believability. I mean, it's it's a physical thing that actually exists, which always pushes up the score because some stuff is just someone going, "Oh, I heard that this rat man lives in." A, it's just kind of average, people. isn't it? That's what an average thing looks like, yeah. and something's a bit below hey, it. Not everything above not, it. Not everything can be, you know, fireworks. Neil. Sometimes right. you just got a once a year. You've got to look at a haunted doll and see how it compares to Robert. And inevitably, not as well. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll try one of the big hitters. I think well, Robert got quite a low score, actually. I can't remember. Um, I'm regretting that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Grudem does what it does. 
the algorithm hasn't changed, Neil. We have. Yeah. We've become world-weary and we're giving higher points out for much less. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Let's have a quick look and see what Robert got in this Battle of the Dolls. Probably some really tortuous justifications on that one as well. Uh, Robert the Dog got 42, so that's fair enough. Oh, I'm glad you are quite right. She definitely should have come higher than Mandy. Yeah. So that's that's right. But where would Annabelle score, though? Well, we'll find out next. We'll find out 2023 now. Yeah. You know, I've got to live up to my um, my family's legacy of being uh, doll, in, haunted doll investigators, slash tale weavers. Um, so if you uh, have any haunted toys, um, I'd say um, speak to your doctor. Um, but if you're sure that it's definitely haunted, then let us know at herb.legend.podcast.gmail.com. But apart from that, that's been this year's haunted doll investigation. Um, fortunately, there are only one thing Over here. with again, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it for this week. Um, enjoy your week. Um, enjoy the tail end of summer if you're in the Northern Hemisphere or the coming of summer if you're not beginning of spring yeah. if you're if you're in the southern um but that's it see you next time goodbye goodbye